0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, phantoms, friendship, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Julie, and today... We're diving into a new chapter of fandom, fandom memoirs to be specific, and joining us for today's episode is my good friend and fandom memoir connoisseur, China. Welcome to the show, friend. Hello, hello. Well, today we're talking about some fandom memoirs, and yes. China gave me a great homework assignment that I thoroughly enjoyed. We're talking about two fandom memoirs in particular, but before we dive into that, I've got some questions for you, ma'am. Okay, go for it. So you've officially made me a fandom memoir person, let alone a memoir person. How did you get hooked on memoirs?
0: A friend of mine, we go to this event every year where we go to the LA Times Festival of Books. And the first year we went, we randomly walked into a panel. We didn't know what it was, and it ended up being one on memoirs. And there was this author, Ron Suskin, he was writing one about a, it's like a Disney memoir about his son who has autism and I ended up meeting him. and But I realized that I really liked learning about people's lives and how it could connect to your life. We're all on our own journeys. We're all on our own lives. But there are certain things that we've all gone through and it makes you feel less alone or makes you feel connected in some way. It's also super interesting to just hear about the way other people are living this life on this planet, completely separate from what, how you are living. I think it's fascinating. The fandom part of it, for me, i feel like it's like that special features on the dvd when yes. you get to like go in yeah you get to go in and learn about different stuff that happened on set and how they got there and all these different aspects of these shows
1: and movies that you love that you never would have got just by watching the movie we are going to discuss simu leo's memoir and Tom Felton's memoir. We're talking about Shang-Chi and Draco Malfoy. So buckle up, fans, because we're about to spill some tea. Are you ready to spill some tea, China? Oh, absolutely. This is the part of the show where we spill the tea. This means spoilers. So if you have not read Shang-Chi, a.k.a. Simu Liu's memoir, or Tom Felton's memoir, we are about to spill some serious tea for you. I thought I was a historical fiction and or high fantasy smut girl. And then you just like broadened my horizons to this. Oh, trust me. I felt the same way. Completely changed my life.
0: Half my library is memoirs now. I don't know. Was it a coming of age thing for you? I love learning out people's stories. There are beautiful fiction stories. There are beautiful novels that are out about romance and mystery and all that stuff. But to hear someone's story about their life and what they've gone through. I just find that so fascinating. Yeah, (laughs) via Audible, we listen to both of these these memoirs and to hear both these men tell their story, the emotion in it, there's certain moments where you're like, if I read it, I don't think it would have came across the same way it would have came across by hearing them read it. I love that part of it too. It makes it way more personal.
1: It did. And normally when I dive into a book series, any type of book series, fandom or, fi- you know, fiction, fantasy, whatever, I normally watch the movie or the show first, like a season of it. And oh, then I will hear that character's voice, that actor's voice in my head as I'm reading the rest of the series.
0: Oh, I guess. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's kind of worked out with like the Harry Potter series, right? Like the class couple ones. Right. By the time they were out, you know, we all knew yeah. Emma Watson's voice.
1: Right. I mean, with Outlander, I I hear Sam Hewin's voice is Jamie. I hear Mm. Katrina Baal's voice is Claire hearing Simu Liu narrate his own story. It was so personalized. You can tell which parts of it he got choked up about.
0: Yeah, parts of it. He thought he was funny. You know, like I love this is gonna be a good one.
1: What were your top four favorite things from Simu Liu's memoir? Okay, so my top four, I did not realize that he was only a year older than me. Okay.
0: So what I loved was that he would make all these references to all these little pop culture things that happened when we were kids that I was like, I also was in middle school when that happened. <laughs> or yes, I remember the Britney, Justin, Jean outfit. Yes, did he just make a My Chemical Romance reference? All of the different things that like I grew up with, I was like, we need to be best friends. This is yes. the moment. We are the same. Can we be friends now? The portion where he started singing the lyrics that he wrote when he was in middle school that's what I was talking about with it it's so personal when he when you're listening to him read it because he actually started singing to you and I remember like being in my car listening to him and I was like someone let this man sing in a movie like, someone do I mean I guess he did in in Shang-Chi like they did the whole karaoke scene oh yes I love that. I love how personal I got. And also with that, I loved everything with his grandparents. I'm such a sucker for grandparent stories and grandparent videos and all that stuff. If you go all the way to the acknowledgments mm-hmm. and where he talks about how he wished he could have brought his grandparents to the premiere of Shang-Chi. I'm going to cry. It was everything. And I cried. It was great. But I loved the photos he attached to the audiobook i did not see that i got to show you how to get to it so okay. in that section there's a place where you can click on it and you can see all the photos and all the captions he's just roasting his himself and roasting his parents the entire time <laughs> and like the last photo is him at comic con hours before they announced that he was going to be shang chi and like the caption says that he wasn't allowed to be like outside his hotel room or go anywhere without a disguise on. The picture is him with the Comic Con Marvel stage behind him okay. with a Black Panther mask on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would say I
0: absolutely loved his parents' love story. Yes. It's such a crazy whirlwind of a story and so many different things happen to his parents. And then for them they get the where they got
1: I amazing. Was, I mean these two people are so goal oriented and just did everything in their power to to be together to make it work. And he illustrated that so beautifully. He understood the assignment when it came to telling his parents love story. Give this man a Nicholas Sparks book right now. <laughs> I'm not saying he's Morgan Freeman, God narrator, but he can narrate a love story beautifully. Look, I already gave him Disney World's candlelight. So yes, he is on the right track. <laughs> There you go. And the millennial is strong with this one. I lived for it. I saw him at LA Comic Con two weeks ago, and I was already listening to his audiobook at that point. And it was like I was hanging out with my best friend. I, I mean, he made so many good references to millennial pop culture, not just in the book, but on stage. He was so great to the fans. And I was like, I see you, sir. And I appreciate you. I also absolutely loved his stock photo model story. My friend Melinda, aka also one of our correspondents, she did a meet and greet with him at LA Comic-Con, and she told me that the group in front of her asked him to pose as if he was doing stock model photography, and they did like five or six poses together, and he was just such a champ. He was like, yes, (laughs) let's do this.
0: He's like, these are my
1: go-to poses, I I remember. (laughs) And... This one caught me right in my feels. Did you catch the story about him and his girlfriend where he went and played volleyball with her? Like, yes. she was passionate about volleyball. And I was like, you're telling me you were a solid warm up partner. You were peppering. <laughs> and this didn't this didn't equate to a love match. Like, but girl, it's real. It's out there as a very dedicated <laughs> volleyball player. I, I grew up with this sport. I played I coach, I live and die for this sport. Every girl who has played this sport wants a warm-up partner for life. And he's over here pouring his heart out. He's like, I even like played volleyball with her. And I was like, oh my God, this is this is what <laughs> love stories are made up. My sweetie, I'm so sorry it didn't work out. Yeah. Simu just at the bar. Simu he just did. Hit the bar for every other man in your life. <laughs> right? And I was like, if Simu can pass a ball and learn how to dig and learn proper footwork and you can't text me back i'm sorry sir there is no excuse none you're just gonna point them directly to that passage in the book
0: (laughs) right just (laughs) let you know for reference simu has at the bar
1: (laughs) yes all right friend give it to me top fave four things from tom felton's memoir okay number one which i think should be on top of everyone's
0: list for favorite parts the entire chapter that is dedicated to Emma Watson alone. Go, he got a whole chapter about this woman. Again, setting the bar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know everyone is like they should be together after the reunion thing on HBO Max. Oh yeah, right. Not saying that's not true, but also these two, whether they're romantic or platonic, are soulmates. The I feel like the entire time I was listening to that chapter, I just was like so giddy. Ooh, tell me about how much you love her. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more how you're kind of perfect for each other, but also I understand. But yes. also, why not? Just go for it. See what happens. The second one is kind of what I was saying earlier about the special features part. He really went in on all the different things that would happen on set and all the different things to look for in the movies. I had no idea that his grandfather was in the movies. Thank you. <laughs> no idea i had no idea and i love that the grandfather just happened to be on set because he was you know the escort for him and christopher columbus was like you look like a wizard i feel like everyone's grandfather looks like a wizard but sure. yeah <laughs> i was i want to go back i haven't done it yet but i want to go back and watch the movies and like just pick out his grandfather the mm-hmm. whole time i think that's beautiful i think the story about snape alan Rickman changing his dressing room door <laughs> to say yeah. half blood prince after it was announced that it was him so good love that for him i also love all like the them getting in trouble on set stories yes! because because they were kids of course they're gonna get in trouble my favorite was when someone when like someone told me i was wasting dame maggie smith's time and i'm like oh my god <laughs> right?
1: you grabbed your pearls right
0: <laughs> yeah i was like, oh no you did not no. waste her time <laughs> But dang, Maggie Smith, how dare you? Like, it's just, it was so good. I'm sure Maggie Smith, honestly, probably didn't even care. I also loved him as a quote unquote muggle. I will put this out there. According to Pottermore, I am a Slytherin, but I know nothing about Tom Felton. I was never Team Draco. I hear from a lot of friends of mine, I am definitely a Slytherin by personality, but I was never on that side in the movies at all. I know nothing about Tom Felton. To hear about him working at that fish dock, I was Mm -hmm. like, "Oh!"
1: Even as he was super famous, I was like, keep it humble. I love that Right. As a very dedicated Potter fan, by the way, I have my Harry Potter conspiracy theories. I'm in it to win it when it comes to Potter. All day, every day. This completely caught me off guard. I was so surprised that I didn't know about his rehab stint. I feel like I I would know about this. I don't know how it slips through the cracks, but that caught me off guard. Had no idea he was a Tupac fan. he loves gangster is- rap. Yo, drop a bar. I was waiting for him to do that. I was like, is Tom Felton about to drop a bar right now? Like, <laughs> is this going to happen? I'm super into this. <laughs> there were just so many little interesting fun facts. Okay, cool. I love that you love to fish. Love that for you. I loved how highly he spoke about his mom. Absolutely, like his relationship with his mom and how she helped his career start, Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I had no idea he was the youngest of four boys and all these little tiny things that would never cross my mind about Draco Malfoy until he wrote about it. Just, it was fascinating. I recommend it to anyone and everyone. It's, we're only covering the Sparknotes version. There's a plethora of other fun facts between these two memoirs in general, but go do yourself a favor and go read them. Absolutely. Or audible.
0: Yeah. Uh, Or listen to them because again,
1: them speaking, you
0: get to hear Simo sing. Selling point on his own.
1: Tis the season to get all the memoirs. What are four fandom memoirs that you would recommend to our listeners?
0: I think of the four that I gave you, to
1: be honest. Okay.
0: The the two that we just spoke about for Mm -hmm. sure. And then the other two that I gave you, which are amazing ones as well, is Carrie Fisher's last memoir and uh, Lauren Graham's memoir as well, who, is, uh, who plays Lorelai Gilmore from the Gilmore Girls series. Those two books are part of their life. Part of the book is their life. And then the other part are the diaries they kept while they were filming. The Carrie Fisher one, it's her diaries from the first Star Wars. And it's the most tea I've ever read in a book. She does not care. She just was like, I'm going to tell everything. I'm going to let all the tea out. We're going to everything you guys were rumors about yes it was true yes it (laughs) happened i remember reading it and i would turn the page and be like oh girl why (laughs) she did not care anymore it was great and then lauren graham's book her diaries were from for the day in a life okay what it felt like to be on set without richard gilmore it was it's really good and i highly recommend all four of those okay okay like if and those are four very different fandoms as well. Like you, Marvel, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Gilmore Girls, which are four huge fandoms. People love those series.
1: Definitely go read all those. All right, friend. Get ready for some rapid fire questions. Okay, go for it. Yes. What are you currently watching and/or reading? Okay, I kind of put
0: everything that I'm watching on pause because the Golden Globe nominations have come out, and I am oh. fully in. I am fully. I am a huge. Award show fanatic, especially for films. So I am, I actually just dropped it today, my whole list of all the films I need to watch in order to get ready for all this. Okay. Award season coming up. So everything, all the everything I'm watching has been put on hold to get through to this list. So I am an official award show season film watching mission. What's your favorite fandom? Okay. So that's really hard, but I feel like the Marvel Cinematic Universe specifically. Right, I can't say Marvel because I, I don't read the comics, I don't do that stuff. But the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you and I have done what two Marvel movies together at this point? Endgame and Wakanda, at least at the at very least. least. Two. But I mean, you know, we go all out. We 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 showed up to the original Black Panther with fifty deep people. We had like twenty five people at the Spider Man movies. Like at this last Wakanda Forever, we had what like thirty people with us. Mm-hmm. We. We go as a unit and I love going on like the Thursday night premieres and everyone's hype and everyone's in the outfits and everyone's, you know, rocking the gear and and the audience is just on a level. You were there. You remember the moment that you hear on the left and you see Falcon come out and the whole audience went up and that moment was just so beautiful to be in theaters with fans.
1: There was no other group of people I would want to be in a theater with for that moment other than our cast member fam what fandom are you looking forward to hitting the big screen this is gonna be super left i know i just said
0: all this about the marvel and everything oh. but last year during the pandemic you know i did that star wars mission yes i wanted to watch everything star wars i had seen all the movies but i had not seen okay. all different little mini series and i have huge star Wars fan friends like the boys i grew up with had the padawan braid in high school like they cut them off at like very important moments in their lives too like it was <laughs> like two of them have star wars tattoos like they're very serious i've seen everything in the star wars universe page on disney plus i'm i'm that person right now <laughs> but <laughs> because of that and because of the characters that are in those series i cannot wait for the ahsoka tano series so so because her storyline from rebels and clone wars her storyline is amazing and i think it's such a, a hidden gem of the Star Wars world, if you only watch the movies, you're like, ah, oh, just she's just kind of in it. Her storyline is beautiful.
1: What celebrity fandom memoir do you want to read next? Okay, the one that's on my queue next,
0: and maybe you'll get this reference when I tell the name of it. It's As You Wish, like Princess Bride. As you yes, Wish.
1: yes. Okay, yeah, okay,
0: <laughs> okay. So the the actor who plays Leslie, he's doing it, and it it's, he's bringing in a bunch of people, other people from the cast to, to okay. like interview them and tell them stories of filming. Princess Bride. I cannot wait. It's literally sitting in my Audible accounts. Very excited. It's such a cult classic. I cannot
1: wait. When you finish it, you let me know and I'll listen to it next. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And now it is time for the Fangirl Spotlight of the Week. The Fangirls Podcast is now on Etsy. Our shop has a variety of original custom-made fandom-inspired artwork in digital download form with prints inspired by Outlander, Bridgerton, Harry Potter, Marvel, and more. You're sure to find a design that celebrates your favorite fandom. Link to our store and all the info will be in the show notes. Fangirls Podcast is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, and we want to take a moment and thank you for tuning into our podcast. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts so that we can dish and spill the tea with more fangirls and fan guys like you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe 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 to our podcast to hear all of our latest episodes. We love hearing from you. So connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check out our website to see all that the fangirls are up to. We post a monthly shopping guide called the fangirls favorite things inspired by your favorite fandoms. All the information will be in the show notes. See you next time. See you next time. We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with the following. Any of the memoirs that we spoke about today. So that's Stevie Leo's memoir, Tom Felton's memoir, Lauren Graham, or Carrie Fisher's memoir. We are not affiliated. We are just big fans. Just big fans.